Are you saying you don't listen anymore? It's it's not that I don't listen anymore. You know, when I get the chance, you know, I take a you know quick you know twenty minutes, thirty minutes at them, but I do it when I have time. Don't stress him out to put him on the spot like that. Jeez, <laughs> make our guests nervous. But when he's on such a losing streak, it's tough to like you know listen in. We're always nice to you though. We're like sending you on your like your hype train and everything. What the heck? <laughs> you know what? That's working because I've I've won twice so. The hype train started, and I hope it, you know, stays on track. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of No One Cares About. Your fantasy upset. Your fantasy upset, your real team upset, your upsets (laughs) all around in week eight. Just being upset. Don't get me started. Uh, But yeah, definitely (laughs) upset week. Hi, hello, I am Johnny, your commissioner. And as always, joined by your favorite co-host, Crispy. Talking week eight, getting ready for week nine. Wow. Crazy week eight. I I mean, crazy for you, maybe, but pretty exciting for a lot of us. I'm very excited to talk about what went on in week eight. (laughs) Points, points everywhere. I think I, I sent that GIF this during the week and then, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, there's. Alvin Kamara came back to life. I, I think yeah. he had scored. I'm going to say I think, just so I don't get fact-checked. I think he had not scored a <laughs> touchdown this year. And, of course, I'm playing against Fred, who has Kamara, who has had Kamara forever. And uh, he decides to score three touchdowns against me, where he has not, again, I believe, scored a touchdown this season. So that was super exciting. I'm going to go ahead and confirm your facts and say yes. It looks like he. this was his first touchdown. A.J. Brown. Huge game. Uh, Kyle Pitts continues to do exciting things. All players. In the other fantasy podcast that I listened to, the guy on there, he's benching Kyle Pitts. No, no. He's playing Kyle Pitts next week, which means Kyle Pitts isn't going to do anything. (laughs) Mm, Noted. Noted. Lou, bench Kyle Pitts next week. You heard it here first. (laughs) Um, But yeah, a lot of these players went off. A lot of these players, I, I... conveniently do not have like in any league so it's super exciting week for me but um before we get into that <laughs> exciting nfl stuff too with the trade deadline um did you realize that this was the most activity on the trade deadline ever in the history of the nfl was it really i felt like it was very confusing and disappointing disappointing why was it disappointing because the one trade that i was waiting for did not happen and i am very upset <laughs> <laughs> what were you looking to, to to snag probably for your very own Dallas Cowboys? No, I, I it was more for my fantasy league. I really wanted oh. to see <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? I really wanted to see Kareem Hunt go somewhere else. Mm, yeah. And that did not happen. Kareem Hunt, that was a big one that was um a lot of people were saying he might move and a handful of players didn't move, but it was still a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. So I think ultimately it was ten trades that happened the day of the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Where the most historically was five. Oh wow! Yeah, so that is a lot. Then twice as much. Yeah, I mean it was crazy. Some of the things that we were seeing made no sense. <laughs> okay, so the craziest one for me is this. The first one we'll talk about here is T.J. Hawkinson's to the Vikings. The reason why this is the craziest trade, I in my opinion, is because that's an interdivision trade that's, that's lines true. to Vikings and Hawkinson. not necessarily an all-star but i mean a very very good tight end and so to feed your division rival a a stud like hawkinson was pretty crazy to see no no like was nowhere near on my radar of happening no i I definitely felt like that one came out of nowhere like you said was not something i think that anyone was anticipating or hearing about so that was weird (laughs) if they're throwing in the towel then you know, throwing out TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson out to the Vikings for some nice picks. I guess it's worth worth it on in their opinion. Yeah, just n- not not too often we see a trade like that of, of a, again relatively high caliber player within division. So wild to see uh, one that was on the radar was Chase Claypool being moved. Um, he went to the Bears. Um, that I I I don't know how to feel about that. Like uh, Justin Fields has been better as of late and kind of starting to hit his rhythm so it's nice to see not only in real football but in fantasy football too i feel like the claypool move is going to kind of destroy the fantasy value of the rest of the receivers and 
not destroy his, but I feel like he's going to get less targets in the Bears' offense than the Steelers'. Yeah, I I actually feel really bad for him because I feel like he was starting just starting to like get his own groove and like starting to emerge from the Steelers and with Kenny Pickett and Trubisky. Definitely felt like Claypool was starting to emerge both as a fantasy player and just on the team. So to see him go to the Bears, I agree. I think it's it's going to be I think detrimental to his value at least for fantasy. But I think it's great for uh, Pickens. Yeah, uh, rewinding really quick, Hawkinson belongs to PJ. I think Hawkinson value stays the same in the Vikings offense versus the Lions. Maybe uh, probably a little bit of an upgrade uh, with her cousins, but relatively the same. Again, minor upgrade. I think Claypool long term is going to be okay. I think it'll be a little bit for him to maybe find his place in the Bears offense. But I think he has a good opportunity being being their number one. It's just you know when when does that really happen? Yeah. The next one we have is Naheem Hines moves to the Bills. He's on Rox's team. Interesting move by the Bills. I think it's really a depth move. At this point, Bills are, you know, Super Bowl or bust, and I think they're just kind of covering their bases. For me, Bills running backs don't excite me by any means. No, not at all. This is like another one where I think Hines is losing some value because Jonathan Taylor hasn't been great, and he's been getting banged up, and I think he was doing more on the Colts than he'll be doing with the Bills, so that. Uh, unfortunate for rocks who does have Heinz on her team yeah but Heinz has been injury prone definitely not a starter for rocks but we'll we'll see maybe he finds a little bit of a groove in the in that bills offense the bills are throwing to their running backs so they're, they're getting some value there but it's just so many mouths to feed there mm-hmm. you're mentioning you know him moving away from the colts and so you know he had value there but they now have zach moss so for what that's worth i know yeah Um, with Taylor's kind of on and off the field-ish with his injuries and stuff like that. So I I don't know. It's hard to trust Colts with anything they do. They fired their OC this week, which was Mm -hmm. a weird move. Um, But Zach Moss, he's available on waivers if anyone wants him. He's a free agent, so exciting. I might be interested. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like I've decided that I'm off the ship, I think, and I'm going to be in rebuild mode pretty soon. Maybe I'll take a shot at Zach Moss. We'll see. Here's the weird the weird one that surprised everyone. I think this came right pretty close to the trade deadline. Calvin Ridley. I think it was like the last one that went through. It, it was, was the so last one. Weird. Calvin Ridley still wants to play football? He can't play for the rest of the season. This is a 100% a future move for the Jags, but interesting cuz they they paid a pretty pretty decent penny for him. Yeah. I think it was like a 4th rounder and something else. But yeah, it was just, it was kind of head scratching. But if it's long term for them, if they see value in him, it's it's interesting. Um, I immediately, not immediately, but I went to go check to see maybe I can pick this guy up because I remember he was he'd been one of your keepers. Yeah. And like I'd mentioned prior and uh, during Chris's interview, Chris always snags me with this kind of stuff. Calvin Ridley, November first, goes on Chris's team. I saw that. <laughs> Come on, Chris, slow down. Chris is playing 3D chess. Yeah, I I wanted I was interested in him too just because I I liked Calvin Ridley before. That's why he was on my team. That's why I kept him on my team. It was super disappointing um, everything that went down with him. So was kind of excited to see his name, but I was like, eh, I'm gonna wait this out and see if he's like worth the stash. But nope, Chris beat us all to the punch. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. Think that that might have been a good trade for you, or like when you could have kept him and then see if you could have moved him. I didn't think that he was gonna play. I just I thought that he was done. Like his name was just still there because his name was just still there. But I just thought that he was done with football. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see next year if uh, Calvin Ridley takes Chris's team to a championship. It'd be exciting. My favorite fact about this is that you know um, obviously he's not playing because of gambling, right? He gambled. Or his bet was that the Jags were going to beat the Falcons. That was the oh, I forgot about that part. And yeah, now he's it, a Jag. Yeah, when he got in Falcons. trouble, when he got in trouble, I was like, okay, what? Are, like, why are they even doing anything to him? He's not playing. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Well, now he's on the Jags. <laughs> maybe that's why they traded for him. Maybe, maybe he was part of the Jags this whole time. Whoa. Mm, interesting, Calvin Ridley. We see you. Move. We see you. <laughs> 
All right, getting into our least favorite segment of the week is the significant injuries that we have. For more or less, we've had a, a quieter week, though it's not a quiet week by any means, but not too many all-stars on this list as, as there have been in the past. However, we do have one top in this list. I was going to say, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, we'll see what the outlook is, looks like, obviously. But yeah. Cooper Cup was was a questionable one. You know, the Rams down by, I think it was three touchdowns at the time. Mm-hmm. And Sean McVay decided to keep Cooper Cup in. Yep. Sean McVay, what are you doing? And he lived to regret it. <laughs> and then he gets injured in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, I think we can officially say that Sean McVay does not listen to the podcast, has not been no. hearing us, you know, advocating for these players and these silly injuries. He is probable for this week, so hopefully he's fine. He's on PJ's team. So for the sake of fantasy, I mean, Cooper Cup is one of the few all-stars that we really have, though I know the Rams haven't had the comeback Super Bowl season that they've been expecting, but Cooper Cup has still been a mainstay, obviously, in the wide receiver role for everybody. So yeah, we hope the that, only that person that matters on the Rams team is Cooper Cup. Sean McVay is super lucky that it wasn't anything more serious. It was just an ankle sprain or ankle twist or something, and, and he was day-to-day. So it's it's good to hear that he's looking good or looking like everything will be okay for this next week, but it's just so dumb. But I, I'll say, it, like, a counterpoint is that, you know, I was watching the, the Raiders game, which they got shut out. <laughs> and it was the fourth quarter, and though that goose egg is super embarrassing for any football team, guess what? Derek Carr was not on the field. Devontae Adams, not on the field. Great for player advocacy. Great for them, their longevity. Not great for my fantasy team. I have a lot of <laughs> Devontae Adams, guys. If there was any time to risk a body, it was that Raider game. Oh, no. But, but to your point, yes, we're glad that Josh McDaniels Pulled those players. Could have given, you know, Devontae a couple more catches. So he didn't have his quite literal worst fantasy performance outside of his rookie season. But, yeah, thanks for looking out for the team. No, yeah. I mean, you definitely have to appreciate and we have to uh, applaud these coaches and managers and owners when they make those decisions. But, yeah, it definitely sucks for our fantasy teams when it happens. I think I have Adams in every league that I'm in. I'm pretty sure. I think I think you said that, which now makes me very curious about the Survivor League when we get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> we the next still one need on to list, get through these injuries. Next, yeah, we've only done one. Uh, <laughs> the next one that we have is Mark Andrews. Okay, let's let's talk about this real quick. I'm playing last week. I'm playing against Fred. Right. Uh, he had Mark Andrews on a Thursday night, who got mm-hmm. injured, shoulder sprain, got six points. Not great for Mark Andrews. Kind of decent for. For a tight end this year, but definitely underwhelming for Mark Andrews. After Thursday, I'm feeling great with my projection against Fred, but um, that clearly that didn't play out how how I expected. But yeah, Mark Andrews had a shoulder sprain, questionable coming into next week. I think I've heard that he's looking okay, like it wasn't too serious. So I think Fred will be fine with him. But yeah, we'll we'll see about him. I think I'm playing Fred this week, so maybe I should be hoping that Mark Andrews trends down. <laughs> yeah, they have a Monday night game, so he'll have a little bit more time to heal. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll watch that. Jonathan Taylor has been on our list for a while. Still here and there, right? Had an ankle injury, uh, left the game for a little bit, but he did return. So it was good to see. And questionable going into this week. But, you know, most of the, most of the NFL is questionable at this yeah. point. <laughs> Definitely. That's frustrating. So Jonathan Taylor on Lou's squad. Lou has another running back that's dealing with injuries. Gus Edwards, a hamstring injury. Doubtful. So a little worse than that questionable designation there. But Gus Edwards, I'm pretty sure, is going to be deep in Lou's bench anyway. Yeah, most likely. Next, I have one of my players back on this injury list, Rashad Bateman. He's had dealing with this midfoot sprain, much like Mark Andrews. He went out Thursday night football and left mid-game. Um, they realized that his injury is worse than they thought. So, great. <laughs> He'll be out for, I think, four plus weeks, um, which is currently working for my team because it means I can put him on my IR and look towards the future at the moment. 
hopefully they just keep him at that out designation so I don't get screwed over next week. IR is tough this week. I mean, from this point forward, IR is tough because IR means a minimum of four weeks out, and that takes us into the fantasy playoffs. So hoping not not too many IRs for for your studs here. Yeah, I hope not. (laughs) Uh, Devontae Parker on PJ Squad, MCL sprain. Uh, doubtful coming into this uh, for this week, and they're actually kind of eyeing a week eleven return for him. Ouch. Yeah, not too many uh, concussions this week, though. We did have one was Christian Watson. He was just out previously too, and then came back, and then got the concussion, <laughs> and then was out again. Poor guy can't catch a break. Uh, the Packers have like so many wide receivers, but also have no wide receivers. It's amazing. I know. I know. It's. I mean, Dobbs had a good week, but of course he was on my bench. (laughs) Hey, at least they made big moves at the trade deadline to give Aaron Rodgers some more receivers. Oh my God, so many moves. Oh wait, they didn't do anything. (laughs) Um, We have Mark Ingram, MCL, another IR designation out four plus weeks. He's a free agent, uh, not too much fantasy impact for us. And then we talked about that Hawkinson trade. The big reason that happened is probably because Irv Smith uh, had the high ankle sprain. Um, they put him on IR, so same thing out for four weeks. So they're definitely in need of a tight end. Right. But again, that just you know they got they got a playmaker with Hawkinson. So Hawkinson should be getting lots of balls. I mean, honestly, this is probably best case scenario because Irv Smith has been quite disappointing for fantasy. So, I mean, don't ever want to see a player get hurt and have to go out on IR, but I think the Vikings are in a very good spot with TJ coming in and Irv going out. Yeah, I like Irv Smith, uh, at least coming into um, I I did too. I drafted him. (laughs) I drafted him and before drawled Everett, and he was going to be my starting tight end and was not doing anything, so I had to drop him. And was riding with Gerald Everett. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens long term with Irv Smith. I think he's a talented player, but maybe you know, maybe the Minnesota air isn't isn't for him. Yeah, I'm sure they'll probably maybe trade him in the off season or something. I don't know what his contract looks like with the Vikings right now. Yeah, it's definitely going to be Hawkinson season over there for a while. So they they'll probably move Irv Smith if if not just release him. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And the last one we have, unfortunately, Keenan Allen. Looks like he had a setback um, in practice. Um, not too much information yet, but that's tough. I mean, we talked about it last week where he got a little bit of game time, and then, you know, they had the bye this past week, so we're, we're hoping Keenan Allen was going to be good to go uh, on Rox's team, but it looks like it might be a little bit more time for Keenan Allen to make that full return, and Mike Williams is still out. We talked about that last week as well. So, and Josh Palmer's been injured, so it's going to be it's gonna be tough going for um, the Chargers passing game, unless you have Austin Eckler, Rox. Or Gerald Everett, me. <laughs> mm-hmm, interesting. And she has Herbert, too, so um, even though she, if Keenan Allen's back, Rocks basically has half of the Chargers offense. What's going on with that? <laughs> How did she manage that one? Mm. Next, we have our favorite week eight games. Don't think we have a sponsor. This is a little teaser for the for the interview, <laughs> but I think our unofficial sponsor of this week is going to be Alondra's Wings. Alondra's yes. Wings give, brought us back a lot of good memories from high school and beyond. Um, place is delicious if you've never been there. Highly recommend that they have at least two locations that I know of. I don't know how many more they have, but no, I think they do have more. They might have three, or I might be thinking of the same two that you're thinking. They're a good time. I love like the the mob vibe that they have. Mm-hmm, definitely. So uh, we talk about it a little bit during an interview later today, so you guys will enjoy that. So shout out to Alondra's. If you want to be our official sponsor, hit us up. We can do the draft there. We can do it at uh, Guava Beach. We have so many options. Just people <laughs> hit us up. Yeah, I mean, I I would not be mad about that. <laughs> so, Johnny, tell us about your favorite Week Eight game. Um, this is a pretty fun week in the NFL. Lots of again, lots of points being had, so lots of fun fantasy things. The one I chose was the Bengals at Browns, probably because that was one of the bigger un- uh, underdog upsets, right? You know, you got Joe Burrow going to Cleveland, and so you think he's gonna just destroy them. Um, but the Browns held their own and really, you know, left the Bengals reeling. Like, what, 
I didn't even know. Like when I was when I was seeing updates from that game, I was like, "What's happening right now?" And so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, I always like a good underdog story. I mean, the Browns when the Browns can get a win, I think that's a that, that's a fun thing to enjoy. So, and and for other reasons that I'll actually get into a little bit later in the podcast. Um, happy that the Browns pulled it off. Well. Your pick is definitely not my favorite pick, and I don't really think I have a favorite pick this week. With it being Halloween weekend, I was busy doing spooky stuff, or just being in the, the season of it all. So yeah, I mean, I watched the Cowboys game, of course, but I can't pick them every week. But with, with being in the spooky season, how can you not appreciate an October 31st game where you have a bunch of orange and black going on? Because I was so afraid that I was going to lose because of this game. That is why it is not my favorite pick. Okay. Yeah, no, I I was feeling very comfortable going into Monday night. I had Bengals defense. I had McPherson as my kicker. I I thought, I'll be good. I'll be good. There'll be no stress. I, I got this. This is done. I'm going to check in on the scores because we had some plans on Monday, but not going to worry about it. It's going to be cool. It was not cool. <laughs> I, my defense did okay, I think, in the end, but I ended up with negative one points for McPherson. He missed a field goal. He missed an extra, an extra point and then made one. I don't know. The, the little designation on the in the app was confusing, and so I don't know if I read that right, but all I know is that I ended up with negative one points for my kicker, and I was like, what just happened? Uh, so yeah, not my favorite game. But I have a couple of honorable mentions. The Broncos and Jags in London. I did not wake up early to watch that, of course. But a little teaser for later in the podcast. I had a player playing in that game who did rather well. And I think that helped set me up for uh, week eight. And then, of course, I'd be remiss if I did not mention this. Thursday Night Football, Ravens at Buccaneers, and the Bucks lost. How are you feeling about uh, PJ's uh, PJ's new team name, Brady or Bust? I mean, he did win this last week, so I can't say anything too bad about PJ. We're working on our friendship, but <laughs> Brady is definitely a bust. <laughs> I mean, PJ can't even put a Brady and a Bucks jersey as his little logo. It's a Patriots jersey. I don't know. I, that, that's my biggest conflict with with the whole change. I didn't think I don't think I saw the logo change. But yeah, no. Brady or Bust, then you better be showcasing him in a Bucks jersey. You can't you can't be putting him out there as Patriots. He's no longer on the Patriots, PJ. Since you added honorable mentions, I'm I'm actually gonna have a dishonorable mention. And I don't really know who this dishonorable mention is to, but the game was the Panthers Falcons game. Yeah, so PJ Walker holding down here for the Carolina Panthers. Throws that long 62-yard touchdown to DJ Moore. DJ Moore takes off his helmet and then gets the unsportsmanlike and then get moved back. And then the kicker misses the point after and they go to overtime. Lots of drama. I'm, I personally am not in the camp of like him taking off his helmet is unsportsmanlike. I get it that it's the rules, but let's go back a couple years when it was, it was the no-fun league, right? And people couldn't celebrate whatsoever. Let, let, let him... Th- Take off his helmet. Like, he wasn't, like, yelling at people. Like, I, there's other times where unsportsmanlike is unsportsmanlike. But, I don't know. The simple act of removing your helmet should not be an automatic unsportsmanlike, in my opinion. I also feel, considering the season DJ Moore has been having to catch a touchdown pass like that, a 62-yard touchdown pass, like, give the guy a break. Let him celebrate that. Like, he's been having a horrible season, not getting anything, not really putting up any points. So I feel like that was more of just, like, I still have it. Like, like look what I can do. Um, yeah, I don't think I agree with that penalty also. I, I don't think a lot of people actually agree with that penalty. Yeah, ultimately, it... it- let, let's just let's say it was called correctly which uh, that's not necessarily what i'm arguing but i just think they, that shouldn't be the case like let let him let him take it off unless they, you know with, with some sort of grace right but it's just like such a silly thing and then again they miss a point after they go into overtime um then kicker misses the the field goal attempt in overtime to win the game and then they lose the game of the falcons so the Panthers could have won this game again. PJ Walker could have got his second win and you know put him to three and four, where now they are in two and five. It would it would have been it would have been super exciting. That for sure would have been my my pick if it wasn't for that silliness with that rule. 
So we know it's been coming. It's finally here. By Mageddon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Not like the biggest fantasy producers. I acknowledge that. But it's still a lot of teams. And so odds are you have one of these players or more of these players. There are six teams on a buy. So many. I just don't understand it. I think next week there's only two. Like, why? Last week there were two. This week there are six. Yeah. And then next week I think we're back to like two or four. It's like, why don't we just make this even? I don't know. It's dumb. We have another uh, part tour of Biomageddon, but that'll be for another few weeks. But this week we have Cleveland Browns. Dallas Cowboys, which means I guess I will have to pick another team to watch. Denver Broncos, you will also pick have to pick to another team to watch. New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. You mean I can't watch Christian McCaffrey throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and rush for a touchdown next week? Now you're going to have to find some other exciting team to watch. <laughs> Man, that we, we didn't even get to talk about that, but that Christian McCaffrey thing was wild. Yeah, that's that's I didn't even I didn't realize that he threw a touchdown. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, the triple crown. Like I, I'm I I don't know this not not to put this under fact, but I think that's his first throwing touchdown in the NFL. I think so. I mean, I know it, it's one. been a big deal, and that people are saying or there's been articles uh, that he has this is like a new record, or he has set a record, or some sort of NFL thing. But I mean, that is definitely super impressive. Clearly, he was being held back on the Panthers. And, I I mean, welcome to the 49ers, CMC. Hopefully, you don't get hurt. (laughs) See, we thought Baker Mayfield might have been the problem in Carolina. Maybe they should have just given Christian McCaffrey the ball to throw it. That that was what the problem was. (laughs) They went with the wrong quarterback. Although, P.J. Walker seems to be working for them, so... Yeah, I don't know. I think it was still Mayfield. Although I don't understand why Mayfield is the is the backup quarterback and not Darnold, but maybe Darnold still isn't ready to go. Not even worth the conversation. <laughs> um, so you mentioned it. This is part one, part two. It's happening in week fourteen, so it's happening a while away. But that is fantasy. That's the last week of the fantasy regular season. So Ooh, might want to start. Might want to start checking some buys. Yeah, thanks NFL schedule makers for noting like fantasy community. That's so messed up. Yeah, because, I mean, week 14, if that's the week before we go into playoffs, like like we've been talking about, and we'll talk about um, our rankings and where we're at, but literally the way it's looking right now, a one, one game can change where you're sitting for the playoffs. So a week 14 of, of Buy Me Again in Park 2 is going to be intense. Yeah, I know that coaches don't care about our fantasy team, right? That's why our, you know, they don't care who the running back one is. They're going to ride the hot hand, all that kind of stuff. But guess what? NFL schedule makers, you guys should care because the fantasy community is a huge part of your revenue. It's the reason that we watch Thursday Night Football when it's terrible, Monday Night Football, <laughs> all these teams that we don't actually care about. We do so because of fantasy. So schedule makers, can you all fix these buy problems? Because it's it's an issue. And like week 14 buys, just stop it. Yeah, no, this, this, there. There's something super skewed. Like, there's no reason why we should have two weeks of six teams being out and then other weeks where there's only two teams out. Like, that's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. All right, Johnny. Well, you know what time it is. That time again. Yep. Time for our favorite segment. We have a new guest this week. He's riding that hype train all the way to hopefully playoffs, but we'll see. It's the one and only. You know you got to love him. Adrian. Yo. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And this also makes it, he's the last winner to join the podcast. Very cool. I think you won, I was trying to remember earlier, I think it was year three that you won. Yeah, because it was Chris, me, I think you, PJ, Lynn. All right, well, welcome, sir. Let's start, go ahead and kick us off and tell us your name and what is your team name? All right. So my name is Adrian. My team name is Adrian X97. You know, that's I chose that because that's like my gamer tag, or whatever. When I was in like middle school, it was like you know everyone has a like a gamer tag for your video games. Yeah. And I guess at the time I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. And so I kept with me for ooh, a while. So I decided to put it here in the, in the final dynasty. You mentioned you're in, in other leagues. We'll talk about that in a second here. But do you have other like go-to mm-hmm. names when when you're not Adrian X97? <laughs> what, what's like your favorite uh, team name you have right now? Um, uh, there are like 
they're Spanish, but let's see. I have one of them is Chupa. <laughs> nice. Um, and the other one in the other league was <laughs> I don't know. I can see. But keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking right now. So, well, is there like what's the cleanest way you can say the name? <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Cleanest way. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think there's a possible way to me to say it clean. All right, fair so. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, don't want to get uh, any sort of like lawsuits going on. Miss Crispy here is is our lawyer, so she's she's making she's keeping us honest over here. Although I am curious, this was your gamer tag, uh, yeah. Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Lame. No one's perfect. <laughs> no one's perfect. Hey, I'm an, I switched to PC, so. Okay. All right, we can. That's an acceptable answer. Except, except that PC gamers are like are like elitist. Like I'm a PC gamer. <laughs> well, to be fair, I switched to PC, but I used to use control, you know. But even now these days, I don't really play. I don't have time anymore, you know. Maybe a game like for the whole week or something. But yeah, it's just you know work and gotta spend time with you know family, friends, girlfriends, you know. So life, right? Yeah, PC mm-hmm. gamers on the control. That has to be like a, r- a rare population, I think yeah i just I, I don't know man i can't do that mouse keyboard stuff like all these kids it's just oh my god it's so hard i was gonna yeah. say like pc gamers have a right to be like elitist because i don't understand like the keyboard thing like if they can dif- just dominate doing that like they they, they deserve to be elitist <laughs> but bringing it back to the dynasty or the, the league <laughs> the dynasty uh did that dynasty Bring it back to our fantasy league. How do you know Johnny? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Honestly, I was in high school when when we met. Believe it or not, he was my high school substitute teacher for one of my classes. Okay. Yeah. So one of my teachers, she was pregnant, and Johnny came in as a sub teacher. And at first, I was like, oh, whatever, sub. But then I don't know. He he literally brought his PS4 and would play FIFA like during like you know break and we would just go in there and chill all the time and you know it was all like oh man it's a cool ass sub or whatever and then we were talking we talk about football he told me how he loves the broncos and i'm a Steeler fan and that's how i met him but we never kept in contact a couple years later i worked at elementary school where he was also subbing in so i was like well no way crespo and then you know at like lunchtime we got together and this and that and that's when he told me about his, the first ever league he was gonna create which was this one and I was like, yeah, yeah, well, well uh, I'll join it. And then that's the first time we went to his house and we had the, you know, the draft party at his house. But yeah, that's how, that's how I met him. That's crazy. Also, we won't name the school in yeah, case they decide to come after Johnny <laughs> for bringing a PlayStation while he was substitute teaching. <laughs> I, we wouldn't play in class. I think. Well, we, yes. I think we did. We, we, we played. Break. We played during class. I think my last week. I think we did that. We did like my. <laughs> I, I, I scheduled this like going away party thing, and it was strategically planned where I had a different party each day. So I had food every day. It was awesome. Oh my god! And then we we got to play games during that period of time. But yeah, otherwise, it was during like break and lunch or whatever. But. Let the kids play yeah. FIFA with me, and I'm admittedly terrible at that game. And so uh, they were beating me and stuff, but it's fine. We had a good time. All right. Well, you went on best story. I think that's so funny. So you mentioned you're a Steelers fan. Can yes. you tell us why? <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> been a Steelers fan since, what was it, like 2012, 2011. And honestly, I was like, whatever about football. Like, yeah, I had a team, but I wasn't really into it. Until I seen a game and Troy Polamalu was a player to to watch and, you know, making all these interceptions, all these, you know, big time sacks. I was like, damn, who is this player? And really caught my attention. And, you know, that's why I really, you know, really dig deep there to be, you know, Steelers fan. I was like, damn, that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, just because of uh, a player, I became a Steelers fan. Nice. Pretty cool. You usually don't hear that from like a defensive player to leave that kind of impact, yeah. but yeah. Paul Amalo definitely was kind of a, a one of a kind guy. Um, on that note, how do you feel about those hair commercials he's in nowadays? You know what? That's the, that's the only defense now he had. I think it was, what was it like the flakes, defending flakes or something like that. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's the only thing he has now. I don't know. <laughs> Which but, commercials is he in? He's in Head and Shoulders commercials. Head and Shoulders really? Yeah, and you. I don't. <laughs> I don't watch like a lot of live TV, so I, I think I just don't see commercials anymore. No, but... no, it's only on during like football games. You probably yeah. seen it, but you don't recognize him because he looks terrible. Yeah. Oh he's no. Older, he's older. You know. 
Because it's what it's him and Mahomes, right? Yeah, one of them is him and Mahomes. Yeah. yeah, so they're like competing for best hair, and mm-hmm. Roy looks like he's way older than like. Yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah, he's, he long story short, I don't think he aged well. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. He's making money at least. <laughs> um. So you mentioned you're in a bunch of fantasy teams. Uh, how many fantasy teams are you on this year? This year I'm in four. Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so one obviously this one. The other one is the the fumble games, the Survivor League. Yeah, the elimination That's one. Right. Yeah, so um, that one I have my own currently. I mean, this year has not been the year on my, most of them, <laughs> but the hype train started, and you know I hope it doesn't go off track <laughs> like that. We'll try to we'll try to keep it. We'll try to not derail it. More or less, uh, like what's the what's the league you're doing the best in out of the four? The Survivor League, honestly, the Survivor League. I I don't know. Like I feel like you have your good games and your bad games, but I don't know. I feel like I have great players that can do that can overachieve, you know, for points in the Survivor League. So, and then it's 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 interesting because the Survivor one, you know, if you hold off on you know on the picks, you go up the in the waiver until you finally get someone that fits. Uh, that roster spot you need for your team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a first year for me, but it's a it's a, it's a good strategy. It's a good uh, you know think of different things. How are you feeling going into the rest of the the season? For our league, I feel like like I said, you know, I started something. I have a little hype going on. So if I keep that going, hopefully you know we, at least we can make playoffs. That is you know that's the that's the goal here. I love the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be a battle for that last two-ish spots so we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes um you're in four leagues we know that you have one championship here in final dynasty any other notable fantasy championship wins in the past and my own i won once as well and then the two other ones i'm they're they're new leagues so uh i have not so one in yours and one in mine uh, and how long have you been in uh, your your league how long have you had that about four years okay yeah, yeah so year two i think i won it so what spot did you draft this season in final dynasty and how did you feel about your draft then versus now i drafted third i i think i did i think i would, for my first pick i did okay i thought i lacked in was some of my keepers that i thought that were going to be sleepers mm-hmm. you know um in this case they like half of them i ended up dropping because you know they weren't really they weren't really worth it to keep but hamdi now uh, I think I have some players, you know, that are worth, you know, maybe keeping in the long run. But some of them are just they're like mediocre. Yeah, you grabbed Derrick Henry in the first, you know, mm-hmm. solid pick, but he had a really slow start. Miles Sanders has been not great. That's your other running back. Yeah, he's like it's like average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not what you're getting. You have AJ Brown though. I mean, he's had a couple big, big weeks, yeah. and that's probably why he won. Yeah, he's the one I actually, I, he's a keeper. He's I've been keeping him for like two, three years already. Nice. But, yeah, this is the year probably he, you know, he explodes. You drafted Juju in the fourth, which was, you know, you're not getting really a good return on that. Yeah. Then, but you, as a loyal Steelers fan, you got Kenny Pickett hanging out in the wings, <laughs> George Pickens as well. So as soon as they figure it out that that's, you're going to be solid on that. And then you got Trey Lance on IR for the rest of the year. Might be early to tell, but you think you're going to keep him? Oof, yes, that's that's a great question. Um, he was a keeper, yeah, and I think it was like, I, it was around the tenth. You kept him round. in the you kept him in the eleventh. So next year he would yeah, be a ninth that. round keeper. Yeah, uh, probably not. Honestly, nine might be too high for him. Huh, interesting. Yeah, from the from just from the, way the the games I saw this year, I didn't see that potential that breakout. You know. Yeah. So unrealistically, probably not. Yeah, and you got Pickett in the last round. You snuck him in in 18, right? And so <laughs> if he goes off, you're going to have him forever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping some something happens later this hopefully this season he breaks out or something, you know, who knows. All right. So we've we've alluded to it, but what is your current record in Final Dynasty? I believe I'm 2 and 6. 2 and 6 and hoping for the playoffs. <laughs> I'm going straight. Right, undefeated for the rest of the season. Hey, you got your first win the week before, and you won again. So we'll see how you're looking in the matchups for this upcoming week. But we'll try and keep that hype train up. (laughs) 
we usually wrap up with this question here, our go-to Sunday football treat, whether it's food, snack, or drink. Uh, with everything our other guests have been sharing, we're, we're at this point, we're doing a potluck for some sort of party. Um, <laughs> oh, cool. So at, I think after last week, we said it might be the Pro Bowl party just to be random. But if we have this Pro Bowl party, what do you bring in for it? Is it like a, out of spot or is it a house or what? Do you guys have an idea? We have oh, yeah. no, no idea no, no whatsoever. <laughs> no clue yet. No all clue right. yet. I think Lou volunteered his place in Vegas if if we all drive out there. <laughs> oh, wow. Vegas. I don't know. Uh, he, may, he may deny <laughs> that, but. <laughs> <laughs> what am I bringing? What am I not bringing? It's a real question. No, but yeah, I mean, bring a couple of bottles, a couple of whatever it's needed, you know, I'm there. Okay. But let's say, so it's a norm, normal Sunday. What is, what is your go-to football meal? Like what, what are you having on a, on a Sunday? Football Sunday, probably wings, honestly, like pizza and wings are my go-to. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so a bottle, a bottle, a bottle and wings is what we'll put Adrian down for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What's the go-to wing flavor? We gotta go with that buffalo. Oh, but wings from where? Oof, oof. I like this spot. It's called the uh, Alondras. Alondras. Oh. We know it well. We know Alondras. <laughs> Alondras. We will take you as a sponsor as well. Oh, they're officially sponsoring <laughs> yeah. this week's episode now. I mean, they're officially unofficially sponsoring this week's episode now. <laughs> they're not a sponsor, but we wish they were. Yes. <laughs> yeah, delicious. They, oh. I haven't had them in a long time. Man, oh, they're so good. They had those like ranch blasted fries or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, those are amazing. Oh, so good. Damn. They usually go with the cheese balls as well. I mean, they're super greasy, but super delicious. I have like flashbacks. Flashbacks like high school. Yeah. <laughs> so last thing that we do here um, is we, we give you the podium for a second. Uh, anything you want to say. Any uh, maybe any enemies you've made so far in the in the league that you want to trash talk right now? <laughs> Anything the 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 floor is yours. Clearly, you only have nice things to say about us, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, I don't I don't really have a problem with anyone in the league. I don't have anything really much to say. You know, last week it was very, very close. Honestly, I didn't expect the parade to be that narrow of a win, but you know, just seven points there. I was I was getting a little worried. They're not gonna lie. <laughs> But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, my players are a little better. So happy about that. <laughs> I see here Crispy added the Steelers defense. <laughs> Interesting. I did. I'm looking towards the future. <laughs> <laughs> I know who's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're by week. But that's OK. It's all yeah, right. Well, I don't I don't need them this week. <laughs> I feel like everyone loves their their defense. Arthur has been like commenting every time someone takes the Raiders or whatever and stuff. But... Speaking about the Raiders, and I had a, I had a drop. You know their QB. It's just I thought we, you know with Devontae Adams as a weapon, whew, they're gonna be a touchdown machine right there. But he he started started great. But um, it I mean dud last week and it's, it's been slow since ever since then. But yeah, it's been it's been tough. You can you, you can never trust a Raider. You should know that. <laughs> All right, Adrian. Arthur. <laughs> Thanks for joining <laughs> us, sir. Always a pleasure. Likewise, likewise. I'll see you guys soon, hopefully. All right. Yes. Have a great one. Thanks Thank for having me again. Thank you. So we'll see you at this party with uh, that bottle and some <laughs> wings then, I guess. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, let's take, take a look at some week eight results. So, yeah, it's upset week. Uh, whoever yes. thought was uh, not supposed to win pulled it off. And these surefire wins, we were losses. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is such a good time for a lot of us in this league and obviously not a good time for others sorry johnny <laughs> but no i mean this is I, don't, I mean i don't know like i almost want to know like did we set some sort of record literally everyone who had the losing record in their matchup won this week fred was one in six he beat you adrian was one in six he beat chris jay was two and five beat lynn pj i mean pause Jay was two and five and beat Lynn. Like, that's an insane one. PJ was three and four and beat Lou. Castro was three and four and beat Rox. And I was four and three and beat Arthur. Like, we were just talking about this last week. Like, how crazy it would be if everyone, like, if all the leaders, like, lost one, how it would completely change the dynamics of our league. And that is exactly 
what happened? And I mean, I don't know. We, we've been a little quiet on the crispy curse lately, but maybe maybe that was it. Maybe it was a little little sneaking its head back in, trying to remind us that it's still there. Yeah, you know, we've it's been a slow football season. It's been kind of a slow fantasy season. This week was just wild. Again, points everywhere. Points where you kind of didn't expect it. And yeah, the 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 tables are kind of turned, not fully, right? When we talk about the the very top of it, but yeah, it's I, I my head is like upside down after this past week. No, oh. well, we'll take a look at rankings, which again is our current playoff contenders. Lynn is still at first, but for how long? And with the matchups and how they look for Week Nine, and and we'll get to them very very soon. If she can't pull this this win off this next week, uh, we may see a, a dethroning. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But Chris is riding on Lynn's heels at second. Jumping to third is me. I, I was in eighth, like, just a couple of weeks ago. And now I'm in third place. Like, that's insane. Rox, unfortunately, dropped one to fourth. Arthur went down to fifth. And our resident chaoster, Lou, dropped to six. Just kidding. We love you, Lou. Yeah, Lou, Lou's been fighting up top, and now he's sitting in the last playoff spot. So I said earlier, like, I'm ready to, to jump ship, and, and I'm looking on to 2023. But look, I'm staring at standings, and I'm I'm 3-5, and five, where, again, Lou's at 4-4 four and four with that last playoff spot. So it's still anyone's game in terms of, you know, who can really make the playoffs, because it's me, uh, Jay, both 3-5. and five with PJ, Castro, and Lou at 4-4. Four and four. So it's it's really going to be a tight finish. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and if we keep having weeks like week eight, it it truly is like we could see a total shakeup where the people who have been playoff contenders for the past consecutive weeks are suddenly not. So I, I understand coming off of a really bad week, you want to throw the talent, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's your time yet. Yeah, interesting to see. I'm staring at Lynn's right now. She's in first place solely, pretty much because of her record, right? She's six and two. Mm-hmm. Chris at five and three is only really is only seven points behind her in terms of points. So really, he's right there. And then you're at you know just nine points behind Chris. And then Rocks, you know, she's probably furthest away. She's 22 points away from you. But it's so tight in in that top four spots. It's like that's really the the our first tier of players is that one through four. And then uh, there's one, two, three of us that are in the or little the mini thousands there. Oh, I say us. I'm not in that tier. Sorry. That's the mid tier. <laughs> and then the rest of us at the bottom tier that are, are, are sub 1,000 points so far scored this season. So, yeah, it's, it's going to come down to matchups. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be exciting. Truly exciting. So our top three leaders from the weekly report. We had Castro with 167.34 points. We're definitely seeing these leaders like, I mean, like you said, there's points everywhere. So we're seeing some high points again this week versus the past couple of weeks or the week before that. I think we were seeing kind of lower scores winning um, and taking those those top spots. But this past week was definitely a very high scoring week. Castro led the charge with 167.34. Adrian was close, very close behind Castro with 167.14 with his win. And Chris, who did lose to Adrian at the number three spot, had 160.38. So Adrian's and Chris's matchup was super close last week. A lot of points, a lot of shakeup. But I mean, look at Adrian, number two this week with his second win, still riding that hype train. Let's go. Yeah, so Cash is our top scorer of the week, and yours truly pulling up the rear. Worst scoring team, 87.22 points, almost half as many points as Castro this past week. So (laughs) tough. But my my ray of hope is that Lynn had 88.82. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lynn's still at first, but my the, how the mighty have fallen or are beginning to fall like that is possibly Lynn's lowest score this season. We'll see. We'll see. I'm very, very excited uh, to see how this plays out, and just getting to playoffs, I think, is going to be exciting and worth worth being a part of this. So, lots of fun still to be had. I think not so fun sounding. You've sort of alluded, made sort of specific 
comments that have been hard to ignore. <laughs> Survivor League. You guys had your sixth elimination. You're down to 10 teams. What's going on, Joni? So Survivor League, the fumble games. Um, we talked about last week how, you know, I was, I was towards the bottom, but pretty confident I was going to pull it through. You know, my, my team had, had been doing pretty well. I think going into last week, I was probably fourth in terms of points scored. So felt good about it. Again, had that rough week last week. Uh, Raheem Mostert saved me, uh, literally from elimination. Thought I was going to be okay because they didn't have too many, uh, buys going on this past week. I had the, uh, the Thursday night game and... Going out of Thursday night was, I felt okay. I had I, almost half my team played, and I had about 60-some points. So I, I felt pretty good about it. Um, Lamar Jackson had 20 points. I had Leonard Fournette with 14. Nothing too shabby, right? So I still feeling pretty good. And then getting out of the weekend, I did have that dud that I mentioned earlier from Devontae Adams, 1.2 points. This week, uh, even though Raheem Mostert saved me the week prior, didn't do so much this week. He gave me 7.7 points, and I was really hyped for Gabe Davis. He was my uh, he was on my bench the week uh, prior because of buys. This week, he came back with 5.5 points. He was my Monday <laughs> night uh, player, and I. But at that point, I needed him to score just about 40 points to prevent me from being eliminated. So. Oh. After Sunday night, I, I, I knew it was me. There was like this little itty bitty glimmer of hope, but I knew more than likely I wasn't going to pull it off. And ultimately I didn't. Again, there was points uh, to be had everywhere around the league, across all leagues, but not me. I ended up the week with 90.52 points. Second place or second to last was 122 points. Oh, wow. So I lost by 32 points. Oof. That's a that's a rough oof. <laughs> rough one indeed. Um, it, it's been fun in the Survivor League. Um, I, I'm going to announce right now in the podcast that I'm now ending the Survivor League because I'm no longer <laughs> in it. So it's over now, you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, now I get to kind of sit back and watch and it'd be a little, little stress, less stressful, obviously for me, no stress for me. I, I ho- obviously hoping to go a little bit further. I, I said earlier in, in the earlier pods that, you know, I really thought I was going to be the first one eliminated because I was so excited about this league. So excited that I did play like halfway through the quote unquote fantasy regular season, though the, the timing is a little bit different in this league. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a dog fight going forward. Kind of glad I'm not part of it because it's, it's wild really like my roster i know when lou got eliminated i asked him you know things he might have done differently he said he wouldn't change anything and i'm kind of of the of the same mind like l- looking at waivers uh they picked up Devonte adams lamar jackson like quarterback that was the second take uh, chris godwin got taken leonard fournette got taken gabe davis got taken and then in waivers or after waivers uh they took hawkinson so pretty much my entire team got cannibalized oh josh palmer got taken too you know, I obviously did have valuable pieces. It just didn't hit. And crazy to think that, again, two weeks ago, I was fourth in scoring. And I ended up eighth just because of two bad weeks. And again, on the sidelines now. Oh, well, on the bright side, like I said, this season isn't over on this side. So you can maybe put a little bit more focus into what's going on and figure out how to revamp your team and make it to the playoffs still. Yeah, I got one less league to worry about, I guess. So that, that <laughs> that's a plus. Uh, going into Monday night, I uh, I had mess I posted in uh, our chat in the fumble games for Adrian because he had uh, Burrow, Mixon, and Chubb, and if they all scored like two points, I would have advanced. Um, and for better or worse, you know, Burrow and Mixon did have a bad game, and they they didn't do as well as they were supposed to. But Nick Chubb had two touchdowns, and so that was definitely the the dagger in my heart. <laughs> Stabbed in the back. <laughs> Done. It, it almost hurts more because it wasn't even close. The week prior was close and got, was exciting, but it was just, it was just bad. <laughs> it's doom and gloom from the beginning of the week. Yeah, I'm telling you, what terrible fantasy week. I think I went one, one in five. How many leagues am I in? Five, I think. I went one in four in fantasy this past week. Oh, no. I mean, I, I don't want to tell you that I told you so, but I think I did ask 
you about waiver pickups last week and, and you felt very confident. I did. And I said, I even did. though you almost lost, <laughs> you I said, so yeah. did. And now, like, it's it's out in the world. Like, it's, it's part of the podcast episode. I can't even deny that I said it. <laughs> Man, this is, this, you, you can literally take me to court with this stuff. It's, 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 it's fact. Yeah, we have you on record. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, speaking of waivers, our week nine preview for Final Dynasty. We had some pickups, of course. We had a ton. We had a whopping 12 picks on the waivers this past week. Highlights of those was the Baltimore tight end, Isaiah Likely, with two claims, went to Roxanne. A Vikings defense had three claims. PJ was able to snag them. And we talked about this earlier. Calvin Ridley had two claims, which I'm assuming the other one was... No, no, it wasn't you. I think it was Jay. It was the other. Um, was the other claim, but ultimately went to Chris. Yeah, there, there was a ton of different uh, picks this week. So people are definitely making moves and trying to, I mean, after that upset win week, I, you know, obviously people are <laughs> likely freaking out and trying to figure out how to keep themselves as a playoff contender if they're there or get themselves there if they had a win this last week. So we shall see. We'll see how these waiver pickups go. Yeah, Kevin Ridley does this week. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get three touchdowns without ever touching the field. Uh, this was in the chat this week, so I thought I'd address it really quick. Reminder for all you guys that our trade deadline is week 11. Uh, it used to be week 10, but as of last year when the uh, tra- when the season got extended, I moved the trade deadline a week. So not even more so, not only is it the trade deadline, that's also the free agent keeper deadline. So reminder to everyone, what that means is that if you pick up any players after week 11, they cannot be kept. Oh. So yes, trade deadline and that the free agent keeper deadline is the same week, end of week 11. So after the Monday night game, that's when if you if they're not on your roster at the end of that week 11, they cannot be kept. Interesting. End of week 11. And they'd be what? Not, they're a 10th round, uh, round pick? 10th round keeper, yes. Interesting. Well, good to know. It's still, it's still a couple weeks out, but so, yeah, in terms of the trade piece of it, you know, start checking some rosters, making those final moves. Little teaser, I might have a trade in the works coming in soon. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not going not gonna to say anything until it, it's more or less finalized. We're, we're, we're going to wait until the end of this week. Well, that's exciting that you have a trade in the works. I'm excited to see it. Hopefully, I don't hate it. <laughs> We did have a couple of trades in Tradegate land. You guys have heard it. It was a thing. Lou had put Eckler on the trade block and he made it happen. Lou's Austin Eckler went to Roxanne for Justin Jefferson. Just a one-to-one running back, wide receiver, little trade. Seemed like there was a little bit of salt in the chat about this. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said my piece a little bit about it. I, th- I think it was, is a very fair trade. Um, you know, there, I'm sure there were some scenarios where Luke and probably co- could have come out with more, right, in terms of draft picks or whatever it might have been. But ultimately, um, I think I they, they both are going to be kept next year in the same round. And so instead of, you know, Lou no longer being able to keep Eckler, now he's going to be able to keep Jefferson for a couple of years. And then same thing for Rocks, right? So instead of losing Jefferson, she gets to keep Eckler for a couple of years. And so literally in the same round. And so that's, I mean, I, I was surprised how fair this trade ended up, honestly. Yeah, I, I could say the same. I could say the same. Second trade that happened. I don't I don't know. I don't know who won this trade, to be honest. It, it worked for me. I don't know if it's working for you, but we traded again. <laughs> you did it again. I, I didn't think I was going to get you to trade with me ever again. And after this, you probably really won't. I gave you Zay Jones and Hayden Hurst for Greg Dulcich. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, the, the trade caught me off by surprise a little bit, right? Um, full, full transparency. You're coming after Dalton Schultz at first, right? And so I was thinking, um, you know, it's a cowboy thing. You want him. I, I was totally willing to trade for him. And so we kind of went back and forth a little bit. There was talk about adding a draft pick in there. And then out of the blue, you switched it up and just changed it to Dulcich. 
And I was like, okay, two for one. And uh, I had just picked him up off a waiver. So, I mean, is that terrible? I mean, not like I, I, I didn't even think I had a chance to play him once. Like, he never even met the rest of my teammates <laughs> and send them right over to you. And so I got two players off of him. Ultimately, again, full transparency, this trade's done. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I think, was in the 18th round, so I get to keep him next year in the 17th. That was my biggest motivation for this trade. Uh, I really like Dulcich, and obviously had a great game for his the London game. But next year he's going to be a ninth round keeper, which isn't terrible by any means. But you know, a ninth round versus a seventeenth round. I'm hoping to have Hayden Hurst for a while. He's in a really good Bengals offense, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I was honestly just looking for a tight end to fill in for Everett, and getting to keep Dulcich for a few years, I won't be too upset about. Yeah, especially if he has a game like he did last week. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe those <laughs> high knees on the plane really did rustle some good. <laughs> yeah, maybe Dulcich did some high knees on the way back home to America, too. <laughs> Let's take a look at uh, matchups here going into our week nine. So <laughs> you, you've already talked to me about this. Uh, I am projected to lose against Arthur 44% to 56%. Part of it is that I am not currently starting a kicker. I haven't committed if I'm going to pick up a kicker. I mean, we talked about this in my other league and how... Yeah, this, this is, is the like... reversal of am I a dick because you yeah. are not projected to win. Yeah, it's like, it's a new strategy that, I, that I'm doing in several leagues, honestly. It's like, if, if I'm going to lose then I might as well just lose, right? I, I don't expect my kicker to go off 20 points or anything like that. If, I, if I'm close, then I'm going to pull the trigger and pick someone up. But if I'm going to win handedly, then let's just not fill that roster spot. So I'm going to have to watch that one a little bit. But um, yeah. Well, but I mean, considering thing. that you're not out of this, I hope you will reconsider and find a somewhat decent kicker to fill in for this week and give you a fighting chance against Arthur, who is now five and three and you are three and five. So let's maybe another little upset here for him. Next matchup, we have Adrian, who is now two and six against Jay, who is three and five. I mean, Adrian's hype train is going. I'm so sorry, Jay. I don't know what happened. We we had the hype train going for you for a little while, and Adrian has taken over as conductor. He is projected to win 64% chance to win to Jay's 36% chance to win, so that's pretty rough. I think Adrian is largely benefiting from his players from Thursday Night Football. And then we have Lynn, who is now 6-2 and two against Chris, who is 5-3. and three. Chris is projected to win here. So if Chris can pull this off, he has a 54% chance to win to forty to Lynn's 46% chance to win. If he wins, this will give them a tying record. I think Chris would take first place with this win. Yeah, I mean, the head-to-head would be the first uh, tiebreaker. So I, so I don't know if they played each other already. But yeah, if it, this is their first meeting, then for sure, if he wins, then yeah, he'd have the tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I think we're all still in the first round of playing each other, especially with the points being really tight between the two of them. I, th- I think this would be a rankings change. So super exciting to keep an eye on that one. Next is Lou, who is four and four against Rox, who's now five and three. This one is uh, a little tricky to give the percentages on it. Lou is projected to win with a 70% chance to win to Rox is 30. However, Rox, you do have a couple of bye players still on your lineup. I believe you're missing your kicker and your defense. So hopefully you will be making those changes soon and we can um, see what's the true product projection is going on there. I am not sure how honest these projections are, but at the moment, Lou is projected to beat you. So we'll see. The Lynn Chris obviously is a match of the week. There was a runner-up match of the week. It's going to be Castro PJ. It's four and four against four and four. Again, clear playoff implications with this one. Uh, Castro is currently slated to win fifty-five percent to forty-five percent on PJ's side. Um, so another another good one to watch. Yeah, that one that one is another uh, definitely another good one. We like the same record matchups. We'll see what happens there. Castro is fighting his way up to a playoff contender spot. And obviously with the same record, PJ is not that far behind. They have the same record as Lou. So that's an important one for all three of them this next week. And 
as always, last but not least, there's my matchup. I am now five and three against Fred, who is two and six. I am projected to beat Fred at the moment, 61% chance to win to Fred's 39% chance to win. However, Fred still has Matt Ryan as his quarterback, and he is obviously not going to play, and he has Mac Jones on his bench. So Fred, let's go ahead and just friendly reminder to put Mac Jones in Matt Ryan's spot and have a fair little matchup and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, don't sleep on Fred. That's what I did last week. And Alvin Kamara had himself a game. He also, this is, I, we, we talked about this way early in the pod, but one of his best draft picks this season was the DeAndre Hopkins pick because um, we I think he got him in the sixth-ish. And so he's that's going to be a keeper for him for a while. And he's coming to life. And so, yeah, don't blink on this guy. He might get you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I'm obviously playing... Kyler Murray as my quarterback and all I can I'm already imagining it anytime Kyler gets a touchdown it's probably going to Hopkins and it's going to be a very bittersweet moment we'll see I either have to hope that Arizona does terribly or hope that everyone's covering Hopkins and Kyler gets the ball out to anybody else (laughs) everyone cover Hopkins (laughs) well we've reached the end my friends thanks for thanks for uh, hanging out with us as always uh, wrapping up episode nine. You know, that means that we've recorded almost like 10 hours of ourselves. Oh, we've definitely recorded way we've, more we've than that. We've recorded more than 10 <laughs> hours, but we've published close to 10 hours of our voice. Like, that's wild. I know, and people still come back and want to listen to us. Except for maybe Adrian. I don't know. <laughs> he, he, we got to get him the Cliff Notes version of the pod, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as always, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, again, find us on Twitter, uh, Noka underscore pod. Eventually, we will get you on Twitter, and you will be tweeting as well. I figured I could just send you me. different... Like, I've run into, like, so many Tom Brady memes that if I just send them your way, you can post them on my behalf. We need to, we need to get you on the Twitter. You gotta, you gotta do this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's fun. Fantasy Twitter is so much fun. But as always, I'm Johnny. And I'm Crispy. Good luck to everyone in week nine, unless you're playing one of us. In which case, we hope you lose. Bye. Bye.